This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Breakdown, your home for all things Dallas Cowboys news. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown. I'm your host, Larry Lease, and today we're breaking down the latest headlines from around AT&T Stadium. But first, we'd like to remind you, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it, and TikTok. Just search the Big D Breakdown. But without further ado, let's dive into our first topic, three duds and studs from a bear... The embarrassing loss to Arizona. Before the Dallas Cowboys took the field against the Arizona Cardinals, they got some bad news. Dak Prescott, who had played well in the first two games, was going to have to try and get it done without Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Tyler B. With 60% of their offensive line missing, one might assume that was why they lost. That is, unless they watched the game. Dallas didn't lose their offensive line, but due to their lack of discipline on both sides of the ball. They were hit with 13 penalties and had no answers for the Cardinals' rushing attack. They were bullied from start to finish and are now going to be licking their wounds as they prepare for New England in Week 4. Before we focus on that one, let's look back at Week 3 with these three duds and two studs. The frustrating loss. Cowboys dud, Devin Harper, a linebacker. Trailing 21-13, the Cowboys finally found some hope when Kevante Turpin took a punt back 51 yards to start their offense at the Arizona 23. Or, at least it appeared that he had. Dallas, who was flagged constantly throughout the day, had another penalty on this one as Devin Harper was hit with a holding call. That goes down as a 10-yard penalty, but in reality, it was much more devastating. Instead of starting at the Cardinals 23, they got the ball at their own 16. That's a difference of 61 yards. It's far from the only reason they lost, but this play was an example of what went on throughout the day for Dallas. Our next Cowboy stud, Michael Gallup. Entering this game, Michael Gallup had just two receptions for 13 yards, a full year removed from his ACL injury. Gallup was expected to really bounce back in 2023, but that hasn't been the case. He did, however, start to turn things around against Arizona. With the Cardinals' defense making Dallas work for every yard, Gallup wound up being one of the go-to guys for Dak Prescott. On their first scoring drive, Gallup held, helped to get the offense out of trouble when he hauled in a 19-yard pass on 2nd and 17. He also drew a big pass interference penalty on the first drive in the fourth quarter. As they were trying to tie up the game, they had to settle for three, but likely wouldn't have gotten that if not for Gallup drawing the penalty. Dallas' offense ended the game with an interception in the end zone, but that really shouldn't have happened. Gallup was electric on that drive and drew a flag on a pass to the end zone, where the defensive back ran through him on an underthrown pass. Every other franchise gets that call, but for some reason, they picked up the laundry, and Dallas had to try from farther out. They give them the call everyone else gets, the Cowboys surely punching him from one yard out. It might have been 
might not have been enough for a win, but it would have kept them alive. Even with that going against them, Gallup had a team-high six receptions for 92 yards and nearly willed him willed his team back into the game. Our Cowboys dud, De'Ron Bland. With Trayvon Diggs out for the year, De'Ron Bland has been thrust into a starting role. On Sunday, he started things out on the wrong foot. Bland drew the assignment, covering Marquise Brown, and had no answers for the former first-round pick. On Arizona's first touchdown drive, Bland was called for pass interference, which gave the Cardinals 22 yards for free. He then gave up a 12-yard catch to Brown on the following drive, which also ended in a touchdown. The one positive thing we can say about Bland is that he was far from being alone. Josh Dobbs finished with 189 yards and a touchdown while completing 17 at 21 attempts. Brown finished with 61 yards and a touchdown, while Michael Wilson went for 86 yards and just two receptions. One of those was the 69-yarder where Wilson lined up as a tight end and the Cowboys had no idea what to do with him. So Malik Hooker just turned him loose and it was a disaster. Diggs makes the highlight reels for his interceptions, but this year he was playing lights out. Opposing quarterbacks had a rating of just one while targeting it. In their first game without him, we learned just how much he really means to this secondary. But our next Cowboy stud, Demarcus Lawrence. Early in the game, the Cardinals offense was having their way with the Cowboys defense. They were bowling them and moving it right down the field. A touchdown run by James Conner put them up 9-0 with a chance to make it double digits. Arizona tried to make it 11-0, but Osa Ruizzi was flagged for being offsides, giving them a shot at a two-point conversion from the one-yard line. In that attempt, Demarcus Lawrence broke through the line and stuffed Conner for a loss. It was the first positive play for the defense on the day as the veteran tried to give them something to build on. Lawrence also forced Arizona into a fourth down right before the two-minute warning in the second quarter when he played a Josh Dobbs option play perfectly and took him down for a one-yard loss. Penalty forced the defense to play three more snaps before Matt Prater hit a field goal, but Lawrence had done enough to give his team the ball right after the two-minute warning. Dallas never got it going as the defense was bullied all day, but even with that being the case, Lawrence did all he could to turn things around. He had five tackles, two for a loss, and one sack to go along with his two-point conversion stop. And are done, the entire coaching staff. Losses happen in the NFL, and it's not uncommon for the favorite team to get upset. It's always frustrating when that happens, but it becomes flat-out embarrassing when the superior team gets run out of the building. That was the case for the Cowboys, who seemed to come into this one thinking they had an easy win on their hands. They were flat and lifeless while showing no power in the run game. They gave up over 200 yards on 30 rushing attempts and surrendered a 69-yard pass to Michael Wilson, which happened when they appeared completely unaware that he was even on the field. As if it wasn't bad enough, they were outplayed. They also continually shot themselves in the foot. Dallas was flagged 13 times for 107 yards. Actually, they were flagged more than that. They were just 13 accepted. They were also they were so undisciplined that they even found a way to negate two penalties at once when they had a free play wasted next to Tyler Smith Hole. If Mike McCarthy and his coaching staff did their homework, they would have seen that Arizona has had this team's number for years. Arizona had won six of the last seven games against Dallas and now made it seven of the last eight. They have a shot to erase this next week against New England, but this is a game they should have won. Not one where they should have been blown out. And that falls on coaching more than anything else. 
And now we're going to identify some positive Cowboys mojo moments in the loss against the Cardinals. The Dallas Cowboys came into week three riding high, but have now come falling back to earth. Some may see it as the Cowboys doing what we've grown accustomed to from them. Others may see this as a game that was controlled by the officials, with controversial penalties and non-calls that had major ramifications in the game. In ugly losses, I try to identify the bright spots, even though there weren't that many, and highlight them. Mike McCarthy preaches mojo moments to his players in order to let them know that the game can turn at any point in their favor. The Cowboys need to take advantage of them when they arise, and and players did just that on Sunday. All three facets of the game featured players that had their own separate mojo moments that helped impact the game in a positive way for the Cowboys. So let's take a look at those moments. Starting off with the Cowboys' offensive mojo moment, at this moment we have to wait until the third quarter when the Cowboys were on their 46-yard line with 12 minutes and 12 seconds left in the quarter. The team needed seven yards for a first down on a drive where they desperately needed to put points on the board because up to this point, the Cardinals had scored on every possession they had. The Cowboys came out with C.D. Lamb split out wide with tight end Jack Ferguson and Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup on the opposite side of the field. Once the ball is snapped, the play calls for Ferguson to come off the line and draw the safety inside in order to give Lamb a one-on-one look onto the outside. Prescott needed to hold on to the football in order to let this play develop and was able to do that by looking off the safety using Ferguson. Then, with pressure in his face, delivered a strike over the top of the defender for a 32-yard gain, the longest of the day for this offense, and putting them in a position to put points on the board. It only resulted in three points, but that drive gain gave the Cowboys offense some life at a time when they were down 21 and made it a one-score game heading to the fourth quarter. And now for the Cowboys' defensive mojo moment. The mojo moment came on the heels of the Cowboys' offensive mojo moment. There were 18 seconds left in the third quarter, and the Cardinals had to gain nine yards to keep the drive alive. The Cardinals looked to have dialed up a screen pass, something safe that could get them the yards needed, but also gain a few more yards if they weren't able to in order to pin the Cowboys deeper in their own territory. Micah Parsons had other plans, lining up in between Sam Williams and Demarcus Lawrence. The tight end is looking to chip Williams, but does a poor job of it, allowing Williams to get up on the right tackle, quickly drawing his attention for a moment, while the right guard is trying to slide over to get Parsons, but isn't quick enough. Then allow That allows Parsons to split the guard and tackle quickly enough to get right up on quarterback Joshua Dobbs. Parsons was then able to tackle to track him as he rolled away looking to get the ball to his running back and bring him down from behind, ending the play and giving the Cowboys the football back down one score. It was his only sack of the game, but it couldn't have come at a better time for the Cowboys. Now for the Cowboys' special teams mojo moment. The Cowboys had just stopped the Cardinals on their side of the field, and Kevontae Turpin was back to receive a punt all the way back at the 26-yard line. From there, Turpin made a few defenders miss and ripped a gain of 51 yards to completely change the momentum and field position. The return gave Dallas a chance to score and potentially tie things when they were down 13-21. However, the play was upended by a holding call against Devin Harper near the line of scrimmage. Replay didn't show the holding penalty, but either way, that's pretty much how the game went for the Cowboys. 
a positive, potentially game-changing play was negated by a penalty. Let us know your comments in the comments section below. What did you think about the ugly loss against the Cardinals? And is there any takeaways that you noticed that made you think that we missed? Let us know. And now on to three nightmares that were unearthed in the ugly loss against the Cardinals. The Dallas Cowboys falling victim to an obvious trap game. Where have we seen this movie before? The Cowboys fell to the Arizona Cardinals 28-16 on Sunday. Though several teammates promised to take their game up a level in the wake of Trey Lundig's season-ending injury, their energy depicted a team that was still in mourning or grossly overlooked the Cardinals. In doing so, the Cowboys opened the floodgates to the media. More importantly, they will almost certainly regret this loss later on. The schedule is an absolute bear this season, and Sunday could prove costly in NFC East and NFC standings when all is said and done. As far as the now is concerned, three familiar Nightmares Cowboy narratives return against the Cardinals that must be addressed before next week. Number three. Offensive line injuries. Obis fans' top concern heading into the season, offensive line depth. More specifically, potential injuries to the offensive line. With Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Tyler B. all sidelined, the offense never looked in sync. The injuries aren't to blame for the offensive red zone deficiencies, but it's only week three, and the health of the O-line is already a major storyline. Remember the 2020 season? Dallas hopes that winning were wrecked the moment Dak Prescott was lost for the year. But Tyron Smith played just two games. Zach Martin missed a career-high six weeks. Then right tackle A.L. Collins didn't play a single game. Cam Irving sat out six games in a rookie. Tyler B. missed four weeks. The Cowboys likely played it smart by resting Smith, Martin, and B. who aren't dealing with long-term injuries. A factor banged up, though, in that Tyler Smith already overcame a hamstring injury is a cause for concern. Number two, susceptibility to penalties. The Cowboys were so dominant in the first two games that fans potentially forgot what it felt like to watch sloppy football. Newsflash, still chest pain-inducing. Can't play perfect all the time, but Dallas was on the wrong side of history with how much laundry they drew in the first half. According to Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News, apologies for butchering his name, the Cowboys' 10 accepted penalties in the opening 30 minutes was tied for the most by an NFL team since the 49ers had 11 against the Lions 12 years ago in 2011. Things didn't get much better in the second half as linebacker Drew Harper was called for a holding penalty that negated Turpin's 51-yard return, which we addressed in the last segment. It was a 61-yard penalty in the grand scheme. For the game, Dallas committed 13 penalties for 107 yards. They had 10 penalties combined against the Giants and Jets. It's not time to hit the panic button, but undisciplined football was a big talking point early at Mike McCarthy's Cowboys tenure. Teams are seldom going to play perfect ball, but contenders aren't supposed to allow the mental errors to snowball like they did on Sunday. And number one, can't stop the run. The Cowboys have come a long way against the run. I'll give them that. That can be attributed to improved personnel in the trenches, but also a commitment from Dan Quinn and the entire defense to change the narrative. Sunday, those struggle returned in the worst way. 
the first half alone, the Cardinals compiled 182 rushing yards and two touchdowns, 11.4 yards per carry. The Cowboys gave up 64 rushing yards against the Jets in Week 2 and 108 yards versus the Giants to open the season. So they allowed more rushing yards in one half versus Arizona as they did in Weeks 1 and 2 combined. The Cardinals finished with 222 yards on just under 7.5 yards per carry. Were the Cowboys too quick to crown themselves? The Arizona coaching staff uncovered a weakness in the defense reviewing film this week. Did Dallas make the fatal mistake of overlooking the home underdog? Whatever is to play, the Cowboys' run D needs to fix up because every team left on the schedule has more talent than this Cardinals team. Let us know your thoughts on Cowboys' massive loss and what you think should be improved. And now we're going to look at one of the major issues that the Cowboys have currently, and that is their struggles in the red zone. And we're going to discuss how they can improve it. The Dallas Cowboys suffered a brutal Week 3 loss to the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday, falling 28-16. The Cowboys head into the matchup as 12.5-point favorites, a spread that is more commonly seen in college football than in the NFL. What went wrong for the Cowboys? would be shorter to say what didn't go wrong for them. It was that type of game for Dallas. They committed 13 penalties, which accounted for 107 yards. They allowed 400 total yards to a Josh Dobbs-led Arizona offense, and they converted just one touchdown in five red zone trips throughout the game. The Cowboys' defense put them in a hole early, allowing 182 rushing yards in the first half. Like we said, this was the most allowed in a half by the franchise since 1991. With that said, the defense buckled down to start the second half, giving quarterback Dak Prescott and the offense several opportunities to tie the game with a touchdown drive. The offense was able to move the ball well throughout the game, totaling 416 yards. However, the team repeatedly sputtered when they reached the inside of the Cardinals' 20-yard line. This is a trend that has plagued the Cowboys' offense the past several weeks. Dak Prescott spoke after the game about the red zone issues, stating that the offense has to be more efficient saying, quote, we've got to do better as a team, as a unit, myself, i got to make some throws, maybe use my feet more. Obviously, that's an area where we haven't been good in these last two weeks. We all got to get back to the drawing board. It starts with me. We didn't convert in the red zone. That's the story of this game, period. So what is the problem with the red zone offense? They certainly have shown the offense is capable of moving the ball down the field. They just have been unable to punch it into the end zone. The Cowboys have been okay setting settling for field goals earlier in the season. However, there will be games throughout the season where the defense underperforms. Those are the games that the offense will have to step up and win. Games. Fans are putting blame on a variety of factors. Many people believe that this lackluster red zone offense is due to the loss of offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. The, the numbers would support this claim as the Cowboys led the league at red zone efficiency each of the last two seasons when Moore was the play caller. Some fans are pointing to the fact that the Cowboys are now without former running back Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott made a career in Dallas being able to score touchdowns, scoring 80 of them through seven seasons with the team. There are several logical reasons why the Cowboys struggled in the red zone in Sunday against the Cardinals. For starters, like we've mentioned before, the team played without Tyron Smith, Tyler B., and Zach Martin. Missing three Pro Bowl offensive linemen will make it difficult for any team to try to perform well near the goal. Another reason the Cowboys struggled to score in the red zone is a lack of creativity and play calling. 
in a situation where the Cowboys are losing many starting linemen, it would have been smart to utilize speed and quickness near the sidelines. Wide receiver Cavante Turpin and Deuce Vaughn should have been used more, keeping the defense on their toes by stretching them horizontally. One player that Cowboy needs to emphasize more in the red zone is Michael Gallup. Gallup was one of the few bright spots on Sunday playing his best game with the team since his injury. He finished the game with six receptions for 92 yards, averaging 15 yards per catch. The Cardinals' defense didn't have an answer for him all game, but one time he was truly targeted in the end zone was a blatant pass interference that was ultimately not called. Gallup was given the contract he has with the belief that he would be a reliable jump ball receiver who can come down with athletic grabs when the Cowboys needed him to. Gallup showed on Sunday that he looks like the Gallup of old, the one Cowboys fans were used to prior to his injury. The Cowboys have a lot of work to do in order to fix the red zone problems ahead of week four. They should get more creative around the end zone, calling more run plays with Prescott and looking for Gallup in one-on-one situations. Sunday's loss was an ugly one. However, it is still a long season and the Cowboys have an extremely talented team. If the Cowboys can become more efficient near the goal line, they will be hard to beat the rest of the year. Next up, Dallas Cowboys kicker Brandon Aubrey made NFL history with his performance in Arizona. Brandon Aubrey has a very special place in NFL history all to himself. The Cowboys lost on Sunday and in the aftermath of Sunday's action, if you want to call it that, Cowboys fans are screaming for more productivity in the red zone. This makes complete and total sense, given that Dallas was 20% in that area in the desert. Ideally, the weeks ahead will offer answers, but in the meantime, might I suggest this and or this from our talented staff here at the Big D Breakdown. While the Cowboys may be struggling to reach the paint once they get into the red zone, they are technically not missing out on getting any points. Through three games, the Cowboys have one of the best kickers in the NFL going for them, and Brandon Aubrey. A statement that is in no way hyperbolic. On Sunday, Aubrey did something that nobody has ever done in the Super Bowl era, which is pretty cool. Brandon Aubrey is a perfect 10 for 10 on field goals through his first three career games. The reality that Brandon Aubrey has had so many opportunities to kick field goals is not a good thing, as noted. However, he can only do what he has asked, and lately has been called upon quite a bit. We are now three games into the season, and the Cowboys have sent the field goal unit out a grand total of 10 times. And Aubrey has successfully booted 10 field goals as a result. Red zone zone issues aside, going 10 for 10 on field goals to start your career is an impressive thing. Especially given the frequency that has happened for Aubrey. It is that frequency that has given him a unique place in NFL history. Ideally, the Cowboys would not be offering Aubrey. Aubrey as many opportunities as they have, but again, that is hardly his fault. He has been asked to provide an insane rate to start his time in the NFL and has stood tall at every opportunity. Hopefully, the Cowboys will only need Aubrey to connect on extra points for the foreseeable future. But at least they know that whenever they have to call upon him, they should be able to answer the call. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered. Give us a thumbs up if you like our video. Subscribe to the channel and hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And of course, if you want to support the channel, go to buymeacoffee.com slash the big D and help support the channel grow. Uh, Upgrade our equipment, bring in new hosts, be able to pay them 
and hopefully one day take this show on the road and record both from AT&T Stadium as well as games across the country. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. This has been the Big D Breakdown with your host, Larry Lees. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, New Big D Breakdown, and on Instagram. Just search Big D Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. See you next time.